Let's call Bevis. Oh, no, wait, he's typing something. Oh, evening. That could mean, where are you, Bint? Or it could be, everything's gone wrong, my end. <laughs> let's, let's all... No, he wouldn't have started with evening. He would have started with, uh, like, but the problem is, that's what you tend to well, do. Well, that's, yeah, that's true. Oh, no, and now he's just stopped. Ah, right, well, let's just, uh, let's just call him. Yeah. <laughs> What a fantastic profile picture of him no, with Sleeping Beauty. I thought I've got up my profile game. <laughs> I always thought that was Princess Peach. Oh. See, this isn't working again, is it? It's doing the same thing it did before. It's not ringing. Why is Skype determined to ruin my life today? <laughs> I, 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 I haven't got Scooby. Is your... Um... Internet. How's that connected to you? It's not it's, on Wi-Fi, is it? Is it no, it's proper, properly wired. Okay. Uh, right, so that call failed, and I don't know why. Uh, hmm. I think, or you stop Skype. That's what I would tend to do. Okay, I'll tell Bevis first, though, because I don't want him to think we're just ignoring him. Okay. He has uh, warned me via Twitter to not talk about Star Wars because he will talk about it at length, possibly for over an hour. Okay. Just, just, just Star Wars in general. Yeah. I'm, that's going to be my first question. There, you know. <laughs> Ewoks or Pogs? Mm. Let's quit Skype. Let's do a small dance. While it, oh, uh, 12 listeners. Get in. The evening crew. All right, folks. I'm doing a little break dance. There's no stopping us. No, no stopping. stopping. No, no one does, does it better. better. No one does it better. Anyway, um, let's try Skype again. There's a brief Skype interlude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody hell, that was loud. That was loud. <laughs> I'm going to Spotify now to see if I can find the glow to There's play no stopping us No stopping No one does it better Alright, let's see if this works Bevis, 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 Bevis It's not working Oh, we've also had a lot of wrong answers for <laughs> Okay, which, which ones were the wrong answers so that people can continue to guess? Uh, cherry um, mango Noel Fielding Tears. Um, <laughs> Who gets that? Phil, I am. Oh, oh thanks, okay. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> That's tickled me. <laughs> um, Maybe ask him. And another call. cherry. Ah, well, yeah. it's not cherry. It's not cherry. Yeah. It is not cherry. It is a fruit. There's a clue. I, I was get, there's, I've got a small clue, and I think we've actually said the word in the past few minutes relating to something else. Oh. Mm. Uh, What's the prize again? It is uh, an NPCT bundle of comics by Sarah Millman and issues one to three of Skull by Jenny Hilbert. There's no stopping us. This is my this is my jam that's trying to get me through technical difficulties. Okay. No one does it better. Bevs is gonna call me instead. It doesn't look like it's working. Imagine if I accidentally hung up on him. Hello. I can hear you. I can't hear anyone. I don't know where you guys. There we are. That's it. The microphone. Oh, hello. But the mute button sometimes goes on and sometimes doesn't. (laughs) 
Um, so there's no guys to tell whether it's actually working or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Don't put the mute button on when I'm already having an internal freak out about all That's the tech fine. issues we've had today, please. <laughs> That is true. Oh, we have slightly over actually. Yeah, because saying I mean, over halfway makes over, me feel better. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> whatever works. Yeah. Shh, Bevis. Shush. Oh, no, I mean, don't sure shush because you're here to talk to people. Uh, <laughs> um. So, Bevis, for the uh, for the lovely listeners who may not have tuned in, I mean, everyone. Yeah, around about the time. Pretty much halfway through each time. Been. Yeah. So as you're starting to lose your minds, but you know. Yeah, and uh, uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, as we're starting to get a bit tipples, I think is how I'm feeling right. I'm going to have a little sip of water. <laughs> I'm going to have a little sip of whiskey because I don't care. Um, would you like to? Uh, would you like to tell the lovely, delightful listeners um, uh, who you are I'm and what Nelson, you're up to? Um, which is yes, it's Roman real name, and no, I'm not going to tell you where it comes from because everyone asks every fucking time, and it's just, ugh. anyway. Um, and I'm mostly <laughs> comic artist and writer as well. Um, uh, various different things. I mean, generally, um, most people are probably familiar with me because of Dead Queen Detectives, which I've been doing for God knows how long now. <laughs> a long time um, and started out as the worst <laughs> the worst pitch that could ever be imagined which was for for Marcosia many many years ago and Harry Marcos went on holiday for a week and left Tony Lee in charge which, <laughs> which was always going to be a mistake anyway um, and Tony then <laughs> immediately asked for <laughs> the worst pitches that he could get and so he could just leave <laughs> leave them for Harry to deal with when he got back from holiday um, and I came up with Dead Queen Detectives, which was Mary <laughs> and Elizabeth and Victoria fighting crime. And the problem was, it was a really good idea. <laughs> it was a really good idea. And it's kind of... <laughs> and it's yeah, so they live in a flat in home <laughs> together. Um, and they are, they're dead and they are the queens. And I've never quite explained why. And I don't kind of want to. Um and it's expanded, so it's included. It's kind of there's the last thing I did was the was a colouring book, which I mean, there's been three regular issues so far, which kind of each time has added four new queens. So there are already twelve, and I've added another fifteen, I think. And I mean, the good thing about dead queens is there's so many of them. <laughs> you just kind of keep adding to them. <laughs> It's just a different. And things you start looking and you read about some, and then there's another one that comes that arrives, and you kind of go, oh, I could use that. She's great. And I mean it was interesting. I kind of I started initially, it was it was just British Queens. Um so they were all white, and that was, you know, kind of to be expected. Um then I did the international queens, which were um Victoria, not Victoria, sorry, uh, Catherine the Great, Marie Antoinette, uh, Isabella of Castile, and Hatshepsut. But that still meant they were mostly white. And then when I added more, they were not, they were British queens who were disputed queens. So they were all white. So when I was doing, doing the colouring book, I very pointedly went out to find non-white, non-European queens. And there's a lot of them there. And it's kind of, it may well develop into a, <laughs> into a whole other issue with just non-white queens because there's some really, really good ones there. Um, 
as well as their queens, I've done yeah. Night and Dragon with um, Prim Proper Books, um, which I believe the Trindle Geese are on after me, who are also... <laughs> they are. Um, yeah, <laughs> they're also Trindle Proper Books. And then I've done um, a couple of things with Tony Lee as well. Um, bits and pieces here and there. I did um, I did a story for um, Into the Woods anthology. Um which you put together on you say no, no, yeah. no, so the problem is you say that's alright I'll let you off it happens a lot more than I would care to admit I don't have to check Twitter every now and again to make sure I'm talking the right one obviously. it's easier when you can hear you because the accent is quite different <laughs> yes yeah, I have said before that I'm Stace and she's Stace. That's how we, that's how people should remember it. <laughs> that's always worked for me. Yeah, and together we are Stace squared. We're like a Voltron or something. I don't know. You made you sound like it was interpreted dance group, and together we're Stace squared. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could interpretive dance if people want to see that. Um, hey, look! If people want to dance, I was going to say there's been a few late nights at, at do UK cons where I suspect that's probably already happened. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I think I've actually done like a, a sort of impromptu dance routine to the Mortal Kombat theme with uh, Holly, who we spoke to earlier, where we literally did like a like a scorpion get over here and like dragged her across the dance floor because uh, I'm an absolute nerd. Wow. Um, it was fantastic. Go you. I'm glad we didn't play for it though because that could have ended really badly on a dance floor. Yeah. Um, it was good though. It's it was a very aggressive dance. There's no such thing as a play fight because it always Someone always turns out. into a yeah. fight. Actually. <laughs> Someone just goes too far. Yeah, always. Yeah. Someone, some, yeah, someone goes a bit too slaps someone when they shouldn't yeah. do, or you know, um, stuff yeah, like, my yeah. sister. She yeah. always used to do that. We used to we used to do play fights as kids, like we were brothers, and we'd do Six Million Dollar Man, which meant you'd have to fight in slow motion and do the noise, and someone would always suddenly speed up and hit someone, and just smack, and then all of a sudden the fight would then just kick off, you know. And it was just like, well, you're not playing, you're not doing it properly, are you? You know. Yeah, my two boys will. I kind of leave them to fight, and then you kind of there's a certain point where you work where you work out where the noise level has gone from we're having fun to someone is hurt. And then, then you into me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, now I need to step in now because it's gone quiet yeah. and someone and there's weeping. <laughs> oh, I love that. Hell better than your own. I tell you, I went to. So we've got some friends because um, we have some friends. And we went to visit them, <laughs> and they've they've got three sort of younger kids. And um, because I am essentially a big kid, they they kind of really like when I turn up because like because I sort of I draw and stuff I'm like oh great dude. And then uh, when I turn up, they have a list of things, literally a list of things for me to do when I rock up. And um, they were like, oh, can we do a lightsaber fight? I was like, okay. And they've got uh, these lightsabers, they're like plastic ones, yeah. and they sort of flip yeah, them yeah, out. Yeah, they come out the last two minutes. Yeah, and as I, as I said, yeah, as I, fortunately, unfortunately, they hadn't broken this. And, um, <laughs> you know, in the in the previous hour, 
um, when we were talking to Sean, I was talking about that I'd done martial arts and stuff like that. Um, and I'd got up to brown belt stage. I've never been so... T- and this is an honest truth. I've never been so tested in my life than when you've got those two kids coming... There's three of them, but they only had two lightsabers. You've got two kids coming at you from either side with lightsabers, hitting, trying to hit you. Because they've got no... As an adult, you know, if I hit you with, if I hit you with a punch... I know how hard mm. I'm going to hit and it's going to hurt you. No, God, no. Kids no. don't have that. No, not right? at all. And they're coming at me full pelt and I'm trying to be like, I'm trying to defend <laughs> what they're doing. I can't hurt them. <laughs> you can't wallop them back. Right? <laughs> I can't wallop them. I, I can do a little tap or whatever, but I can't hurt them. But they are like coming at me to like literally end my life. Right? And... And there's a cut, and I'm like, and I'm doing the middle, I'm going, and I'm doing the, and then one of them hit me on the, on my knuckles, and I had to stop myself from A, going, you fucker, and, and two, like, pro- properly going for it. Like, I nearly kicked him in his stomach, because he hit me, like, my natural reaction, kick him in the stomach, and then hit him in the head. And I had to sort of go, ah, good shot, good shot. I had a similar thing once with my niece, because she's, um, She's actually crazy, I think. I love her. But she's one of the nuttiest children I've ever... Like, she never sits down. Even in the bath, she runs up and down the bath. Like, she will never sit still. And um, she came to my house not long ago, and I've got a plushy plushy Donatello and a plushy Michelangelo. And they both come with, like... They're weird. They're like sort of meta- They were from the bear factory. They're, they're not attached. Yeah, Dylan's got one. Is it, is it, is it sitting not, the They're harder well. than foam, but they're not quite plastic. Yeah. That that's the one, yes. And she picked up Mikey's nunchucks, and she wailed on me. And <laughs> and these and these things, like they're they're not designed they're to be hard, hurt, aren't they? You know, they're for they're, kids. They're, 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 yeah, I've been um, smacked around the head with doing once. But yeah, once you've been hitting the same spot repeatedly. <laughs> yeah, she was wailing on me in, on the arm to the point where I was like, "Okay, now this actually like I've now got a red like welt." Like, I, but I didn't know what to do because I was like, "I can't be the knob who's like, ow, a, a small." See, that's what you have to be the You can say, "Stop it, but fuck at the off," <laughs> and send them to their room. It's fine if you're <laughs> if it's someone you can't <laughs> say that you are if it's your own. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I just kept trying to like rotate in the chair so she'd hit different parts of me so it, it, it perhaps wouldn't hurt so much. Just try and spread the pain. <laughs> yeah. I'm such a loser. Kids, eh? Oh, I love her, but she's a, a crazy person. My sister sent me a video yesterday of um, like she's just started going to nursery for a couple of weeks before she goes there full time in September. Because um, she's only three, and uh, for being a good girl at nurseries, always said she'd buy her a gift, and she picked out this um, Batgirl utility belt that cool. like lights up and says stuff. And so Zoe sent us a video of of this uh, belt, and it does look really cool. And I was like, well, it's you know, it's cool that she's sent that, but why is she sending us a video of it? And then the video literally ends with Lexi's hand coming in from the from the right hand side, just go, give me that, <laughs> and just runs <laughs> off. <laughs> It's amazing. She's such a little shit. <laughs> I absolutely love her. She's so Give mental. Me Give me that. It was like she'd she'd run out of patience for a mum. Like you know, you bought that for me, so I don't know what you think you're doing. Videoing this, it just give it to me. Yeah, it's not yours. <laughs> Playtime's over, I think. Oh dear, I'd be a terrible parent, but I, that's why I love other people's kids. Because like, if that happened with me, I would full on laugh at her. But you can't, 
you can't let kids keep getting away with stuff like that because then they're well, just they become anyway. really... Look, yeah, the problem is, this is, it, this is the advantage of having two of you and also the disadvantage, <laughs> is when you're telling a child off, you kind of, you have to teach, you know, you, you do your serious face now, I'm telling you off now, you'll have to be very you be good and you must be... If you're the other parent, you're then allowed, allowed to sit there and laugh <laughs> and not get involved. <laughs> <laughs> me and Chris are particularly bad for it. It's kind of, it's. I tend to be the more, I tend to be the stricter parent, but Chris seems to get the ones where he ends up having, <laughs> having to deal with a situation that is just ridiculous and very, very difficult to be serious with. I mean, we had when Dylan was quite young, I think it was. Dylan was about three, and he learned, I think he learned bugger, but it might have been bollocks, and he was. He got out of the bar and was <laughs> running up and down the landing, shouting, bugger, bugger, bugger. So you've got a very small child in the nude running around shouting, and Chris was having to try and deal, <laughs> deal with it and telling him off while I was sat on the stairs crying, <laughs> laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and again, it's fine. If it, it's the kind of thing that if it's someone else's child, oh, you, know, you kind of do that po face, oh, how awful. When it's your own child and you're not having to tell them off, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I wonder why bugger is one of those words we seem to Especially have Northern. teaching kids. Because, like, my family always have a go at me. Yeah. It's so weird, isn't it? My family always get cross at me because I find it really hard to curb my swearing, as you're probably very aware by now, 12 hours in. And, um, and so, like, even when I'm around, like, my little cousins and stuff, I find it really hard to just, like, not swear. It just falls out of my mouth. I don't even realise I'm doing it. And there are some times... But, they're, like, they all have a go at me. And then once I was at my sister's house when Lexi was about... She was a bit. She was coming up to being one, and my mum was like washing her in the bath, going, "Who's the little bugger? Yeah, Who's the little bugger?" And I was like, "No, yeah, this isn't fine. acceptable." Okay, the thing is, you go south of about, I don't know, probably not much lower than Manchester actually, and your little bugger isn't okay. But here, it's kind of it's a term of affection. It's yeah, it's fine. Bugger is fine. <laughs> Yes. I mean, it's not though, is it? It's not. Yeah, it's not, not down my neck of the woods, it weren't. That's the title of the episode. <laughs> what, little bugger, not down my neck of the woods? Bugger is fine. Oh, okay, so just... Wow. I'd say I've put the lowest just home, but I've been listening to Oh, no, so let's talk about some pop culture, eh? Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> that is absolutely well, not true. Well, we've, we've, we've been told in, in the notes, because obviously before we have a guest on, we get we get extensive notes given to you us. quickly Google us, don't you? Say we, we can talk about what we can't talk about and stuff. Yeah, and uh, apparently, no, well, no, apparently, you know, Bevis has said he doesn't want to talk, no. we don't want to talk anything Star Wars, apparently. No, I mean, when it comes to Ewoks or Pork, I couldn't give a fuck about either of them. Um, I had to laugh, maybe. <laughs> well, you go, you've answered that question really easily. I just, oh, there's so <laughs> jumping. There you go. Oh, right. oh, everyone in them is. See, I don't like. To, <laughs> I don't like to start ranting about Star Wars because I like that people like something so much and they get so invested in it and they enjoy it. And my kids both really love them, and they, you know, they will sit there and they'll witter to me for hours about them, and I'll sit and nod and kind of go, shut the fuck up. 
But again, being a parent, if I'm allowed to tell each other, shut the fuck up with And I like that people like it. And if someone asks me, I will tell them why I don't like it. But I won't tell people that they, you know, that they can't like it. But they're so bad. <laughs> the dialogue yeah. is atrocious and it's so dull and it makes me better. The design is fantastic, and I would never, I would never criticise the design and the, the effects. And I've seen weird criticisms of the, of, of the effects of kind of the original ones now, and people kind of go, oh, "Yeah, the effects are really bad." And you kind of go, "They're not for the standard of the time. They're absolutely groundbreaking, and they are incredible." And when they redid them and they re-released them, they looked shit because they looked like old effects that have been overlaid with crap CGI. And that just it completely negated the point of any of it. I mean, the, the bit that they inserted in whichever one it is with um, Han Solo walking over Jabba the Hutt's tail. And you just kind of look at your oh, God, yeah, yeah. it. It just looks yeah. bad. So you've taken a bad film and inserted a really, really shit scene that has no purpose of doing that. And it just, it's just, oh, no, I, I can't be doing <laughs> But if you like them, See, I thought I was going to get like lynched by the internet today because I said earlier that I'm, I can't, I can't deal with Star Wars very easily because it's got too big of a cast of characters. So I've only watched the core movies. The the new, the spin-off ones. Right, I don't know. I've uh, no, I've I've seen like <laughs> I've seen the original trilogy, the prequels, and then the two yeah. uh, latest ones mm-hmm. and Rogue. I was going to say all of them, so, apart from so the one that hasn't come so out I think yet. All of them. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, the th- <laughs> I don't know if I care about Solo though. If I'm honest, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go out the limb and say although... this doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just all about Donald Glover in it as a... Yeah, but right. Donald... Yeah, see, this is going to be a weird crossover, and it's not going to make any sense if you're not watching the current season of Drag Race. Donald Glover looks like Asia O'Hara, and it's really creepy. If Donald Glover did drag, he would quite happily fit in the current season of Drag Race, and you wouldn't <laughs> notice him. Okay. Do you guys watch no. Atlanta at all? No. Oh, okay. Well, okay. That's a program that he like writes, directs, produces. I know this. I can't slightly irritate like Donald Glover because he's one of those people that, that, that kind of goes, "I'm just going to do everything." He's so amazing. Yeah, yeah. I stupid uh, at all, and he's really fucking good at all of it too, which is quite frustrating. Um, but there's there's an episode of that where like one of his friends in it goes to this guy's house to like it's like a Craigslist type thing where he goes to buy a piano off some dude and he goes to pick it up, and the guy turns out to be like a sort of Michael Jackson esque creepy white man who doesn't he has like a very like sunken nose and he looks very much like Michael Jackson did not long before uh, he died like right. when he was in a bit of a state um, and it's a really creepy episode and it was only right at the very end that my husband and he got like this really soft like Michael Jackson-esque voice and it was like really weird and then it was only at the very end that Rich went you do realise that's Donald Glover right and I was like because <laughs> I'm so attracted to that man it's unbelievable and he just couldn't have looked or acted or behaved any more like any le- like he's just so gross as that guy I was like holy shit biscuits see the only reason I'll go and see Han Solo I mean I won't the only reason it looks good is um, Thunder Newton 
<laughs> in the in the pictures that I think they've released a poster of her recently. Mm-hmm. And she just looks like someone from a 70s black exploitation film. And you kind of go, right, if that's what she's playing, and Donald Glover's just kind of yeah, being Donald Glover, then you kind of go, it might be worth going to see that if it's kind of just mostly them and then going, and we met our friend Han Solo at the end and that's it. <laughs> it won't be that. Let, let's let's be honest, though. It's it's not going to be easy. Yeah. It's going to be the other way around. <laughs> Most likely. That'd be a shame, though. It would, especially given that much earlier on today, and I feel we need to revisit it. We ca- I, we came up with a, a new idea for a TV show slash film called Doctor, oh, we did. Oh, Doctor Afra, which would I think would yeah. be awesome. Yeah, I think I think yeah. we definitely need to pick that up with somebody. Yeah. Whether it's an animated thing or a comic, because yeah. I love it already. To be fair, I don't know what it's about, but it's yeah, great. Yeah, we only got as far as Doctor Africa. To be fair, so we need to put the elevated pitches go. It's, it's still got some work to go. Yeah, but to be fair, I reckon I could walk. I could walk into any comic company, Marvel, DC, Image, you name it, Dark Horse, I'd, and just go, uh, "I've got a pitch for you. What is it?" Um, Doctor Afro. Leave my, I just leave a card with my number I know it won't even be a proper business card it'll just be a handwritten number just says call me just the number slide it across Dr Afro and walk out <laughs> and then wait for the, wait for the calls to come in yeah I'm sure they'd be rolling in they, I'll, be, I'll tell you by the end of the week I would be knee deep in offers I'm telling you I'm telling you I, don't, I, don't I, I haven't even true. checked my email today but I bet when I go and check my email there's already going to be like emails from like <laughs> Someone famous, Top Marvel execs. who I can't think of. In, yeah, some <laughs> who's that Kevin Feige dude? Him, right? Oh yeah. He's going to be For like, you know awards. what, dude? I've just come out of like doing Infinity War and stuff like that, and that was all great. But <laughs> Doctor Afro, we're on it. Beyonce is already lobbying for the lead role. We put back our slate of films <laughs> as the Afro, not as Doctor Afro. <laughs> Telling you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just as the Donald Glover walking around with Beyonce on his head. <laughs> yeah, I just got. To, I've just. Yeah. <laughs> I would one hundred percent watch that. I, I've just. I've just got. T- I've just got a title for the film. Afro have Afro will travel. Boom. Oh it's getting worse the more layers we add. Boom. <laughs> You're not tempted to draw Doctor Afro for us then. Give me time. <laughs> <laughs> and shed load of booze. <laughs> How do you feel about almonds? No, We've got a little bit left. Almonds. I like almonds when they're almonds and then you do anything with them and they're just. Ugh. <laughs> I do like some things. I just, I'm suddenly aware about that everything you've asked me about. I just want to know shit. Do you like some. I do like some things. I didn't like Thor ever either. kids. Uh, actually. <laughs> I didn't like it. No, I did you say you, did like you say it. you did? There were bits of it that I loved. And I, I kind of I went. Yes. I only saw it a couple of weeks ago, fairly recently. Um, and everyone kind of yeah. it's the best one. We love it. It's absolutely fantastic. And I've kind of I've not seen a lot of the Marvel films. I mean, kind of the last. I've only seen one Captain America. I've seen I've seen all three Iron Men. Not sure that's necessarily a good thing. Um, but I've not seen Ant-Man, I've not seen Judge Strange, I've not seen... I've missed Black Panther, but we'll get to see it at some point. Um, 
But so we'd only only recently watched it. I'm not saying how fantastic it was, and we all sat down and watched it as a family, and the boys loved it. But I just kind of there were (sighs) there were certain bits that I loved, and things like Helen I thought was fantastic. I think she was she stole the whole film, just kind of you know sauntering in, and then I could have had a whole film of just Helen, to be honest. Um, And I thought Valkyrie was really good, and I, I mean. Mark Ruffalo was fantastic because Mark Ruffalo is always, and he just kind of is. I think he stole the film by just being quiet, and I think that's what he does really well. He's you know he's not a big pretty Chris, and he's not kind of running around being a cock like Robert Downey Jr. He's kind of he's just being nervous and quiet, and he's fantastic, and I really really like that. But I kind of thought. Yeah, I think the same thing that you do, Barry, that Hemsworth was just, he was, he's really good at comedy, but it was the wrong film to do the comedy in. Mm. And I've, I hated um, yeah. Waititi's character. I just thought it was, yeah, I hated it. Oh, cool. It felt like a sitcom character who had been dropped in the middle of the film. And if the whole film had been a sitcom, I could have coped with it. But it was kind of... It started off on the level of comedy. Things like with Loki when he was disguised as Odin. That level of comedy was fine because it worked because it was Loki. And then it just got more and more and more and more and more. And I just kind of thought... And things like, you know, kind of the devil's anus. And it was... Okay, the boys thought that was hilarious, but they're 7 and 11. And they will find anything that says anus... (laughs) It wasn't just a throw that it went on and on and on. And I just kind of, I, it kept taking me out of the film. And the beginning was really good and the end was really good. And then the bit in the middle was just kind of, why have you stuck a sitcom in the middle of it? And it, it, yeah, it irritated me because I could see that there was a really, really good film in there that didn't quite come out. But I know I'm in the minority in thinking that. And I think, I mean, obviously, I, I've already said, you know, I wasn't necessarily keen on it. But I think one of the reasons I wasn't keen on it as well is that um, I was a ma- I've never really liked um, mm. Hulk in his own comics. It's just not, it's just not I'm been not a, a big Hulk yeah? fan. Yeah. But then someone was on at me to mm. read um, Planet Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um and I read Planet Hulk and absolutely loved Planet Hulk. Yeah. It was like basically Gladiator with the Hulk. That you know, it was a really, really, really awesome read. And they've taken a lot of yeah. the elements from Planet Hulk. Like some of the, like that core guy was in Planet Hulk, but in that he's this kind of noble warrior and stuff like that. Um, and they've just made him like just it, it just yeah. taken just made him like a comedy sidekick type thing. So. So for me now, I know now I'm never gonna get certainly not for you know a lot of years. I'm no. never gonna get the Planet Hulk that I want. They could have done an awesome Planet yeah. Hulk film. So I know that's gone now. So that kind of that sort of upset me. I will say to kind of be positive, the one bit that in that film where I have to say I did properly laugh out loud, mm. and it is a it's a Bruce Banner bit. Um, where they, they come back to the Rainbow Bridge, it's all kicking off, and Valkyrie's there, and Bruce Banner's there with her, and he's, she's like, what are you doing? Because he, he's about to like jump out, and he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, you're going to yeah. see some stuff now, and he jumps out. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> he, just, he just hits the Rainbow Bridge as Bruce Banner. He just... <laughs> 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 
<laughs> he just like he's just like there. There were a lot of bits that did make me laugh. Because there were a lot of bits. I think there were a lot of jokes that did land. And it's yeah. not as if the other films haven't yeah. got jokes in. It was just it was too yeah, much were. and too relentless. But it wasn't a comedy film. It was it was not quite one thing or the other. And I think that's what annoyed me. Is it kind of it yeah. kept doing. It was a good action film, and then halfway through the scene, it would suddenly switch, and it would be a comedy film, and then it would switch back. And it wasn't, it didn't flow in any kind of way. They didn't, it didn't feel like a comedy film with action in it, or an action film with comedy in it. It felt like two different films that had been stuck together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I disagree with you both. I thought it was great. <laughs> That's all right. But I realised I am oh, God, a yeah. very hefty. Yeah. Uh, majority but yes. i i think for me it was be- it was because uh, i didn't like the previous two thor movies because i thought they were boring because i don't think um thor's not for me i don't read the thor comics and i didn't like the thor of the first two movies because he's very much like a i am a god mm. and i'm quite serious you know and i'm going to twat you with my thunder and uh <laughs> maybe a bit more eloquently worded um but like, and then he just actually mm. becomes like a really funny guy in the third one, which I really liked because I have that kind of a. The Marvel movies are very mm. much on my level of a sense of humor, mm. so I understand why people who like Thor being Thor didn't particularly like it too much because he. I don't think he's Thor in in Ragnarok. No, and I think that's why. My the thing is, <laughs> I've read. Um, so obviously, I read a lot of Thor as a kid, but most recently I read mm. um, Jason Aaron, who was writing Thor. Yeah. And um, he he nailed him because he was able to do the yeah. serious stuff, but there's a lot of humour in it, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of him kind of just being a bit of a just drinking and, you know, I'm Thor, and he's just like, he'll kick, kick, kick a load of ass, and then after he's all done, he'll like go down to the bar and have yeah. a drink drinks with people, mm. and they're all laughing and joking. And it, so he's able to kind of balance it quite well. Um, and and I think, as I said, for me, like, I didn't not like. I didn't like. Oh no, neither did I. No, I would. I would watch it again. I would enjoy it. But it, was, said, there was a lot of it wasn't it. the no. best film yeah. that people made it out to be. I don't know whether I went in with really high expectations, and then when they didn't quite land, whether that left me with more of a disappointment than I might have done if I went in blind. If you know what I mean. Because things were, I mean, like with the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think if I watched it again now... Yeah, I, I mean, know. things like when I went to, to the Ghostbusters, the, um, whatever they call it, when it's the, the new one, um, Arts of the Call, I think they're called, isn't it? Yeah. I, the trailer was so, so awful that I, 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 I was oh, sure I was going to hate so it, tense. and I hated every other film. <laughs> That I seen by um, I forget what he's called the director. Um, yeah, yeah, but it, I mean I hated Bridesmaid. I hated Spy. So I I was fully expected to hate it. But Callum was absolutely insistent that he wanted to go and see it. Me too. So I went in expecting it to be awful, and it's one of my favourite films ever. I absolutely loved it, and I don't know whether that part of that was because I went in thinking it was going to be just dreadful. And it wasn't, it was good, so it made it all the better. And I don't know whether it was the same with Ragnarok, because I went in expecting it to be absolutely fantastic. And it just wasn't as good as it should have been, and that annoyed me. 
and so I didn't enjoy it as much. So I don't, I, I, you know, I, I certainly, I didn't hate it. I don't think yeah. it's a bad film, and I fully understand why people love it. But it wasn't, it wasn't for me. And I, yeah. I, yeah, I think it annoyed me because it was so many people in it I love. I, there was, I, there was no person in the cast who I think is bad. It just didn't land for me. And I um I enjoyed uh I keep I, I keep saying I keep just saying Ghostbusters because mm. I keep forgetting the other bit of it. Yeah, you just kind of have to say the new Ghostbusters. Yeah. People know what you're talking about. Because <laughs> I'm kind of like, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Answer the call. What? what yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> as a, as a, as a, as a, as a timeline, you know. Um, and I watched it. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know I watched it and I. I enjoyed it. Mm. I didn't, it didn't. It didn't blow me away or anything like that. I think that I think the problem that we have now as a kind of like um, geek society is, um, and Dave and I talked about this. It's kind of like so we as when we were younger, mm. you could go and see something which was rubbish, yeah, and still come out having a good time and going like and just be laughing, come out laughing, going, oh, that was a bit of rubbish, would it? Oh well, yo, and and laugh and take a mick out of certain scenes and stuff like I that. I went to straight enjoying you something loved like it. And, and now it's like something evil. We, I mean, to be fair, we all got yeah. absolutely <laughs> but, you know, up. Yeah. But, <laughs> we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think now it's kind of this, this whole weird situation we're in now where like either something has to be mm. like off the chart brilliant mm. or yeah. the worst thing ever. It's like you can't, you, no. you can't just go, that was all right. Well, that wasn't that good, but I enjoyed it. I think you can just go, that was all right, but people will try and immediately yeah. tell you why you're wrong. One yes, way or yeah, the other. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably more what I mean. The, the majority, whoever yeah. they are. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I go one I way or the really other. like a film that yeah. I can just kind um, of sit there and, and um, turn your brain off and enjoy. I mean, the, my go to for that is the two Angelina Jolie Tomb Raiders, which are, I mean, they are crap. Yeah. But they're great as well because you can just you can just sit there and turn your brain <laughs> off and enjoy. I mean, it's. I think it helps that you've got Angelina Jolie and um, Chris Barry particularly. Just they're clearly having fun, yeah. pissing around and doing stunts and just laughing about, and it yeah. works. And you kind of that. I don't care that it doesn't make any sense. I don't care that the plot is complete rubbish, or that the script doesn't really work because it's kind of it's not trying to be and I think that was the problem with the new Tomb Raider was it was so desperately trying to be it's a serious film now that it was just kind of it lost any kind of sense of this is a story based on a computer game where you are climbing around ruins and fighting improbable monsters and it just what's the point of trying to make it into some deadly serious thing when it's just meant to be fun Yeah. I was so thoroughly bored by the new Tomb Raider movie I I and it, it, it really upset me because I think in a movie because the weird thing about it is, is a lot happens mm. in that film there are a lot of set pieces um, there are a lot of like action-y sequences there's a lot going on um, but it does it does two things that annoy me. The first thing is it has a lot mm. of scenes with just Lara on her own, either struggling to climb something or struggling <laughs> not to fall off of something. And it's 
but they're really extended scenes and it's like somebody appear and pull her up and talk to her or something because I am so fucking bored of watching a woman climb. Jesus shit. And then the other thing it does is it starts the movie with this like this like long sort of spiel, this like narrator telling you the story of this like I'm not gonna tell you the story because I'm not a dickhead. But it's like, you know, the tomb that we're mm. raiding, like this is the story of that tomb. Oh uh, right. But it does that three or four times throughout the movie as though you're a div and you've forgotten. Right. And I'm not a div and I haven't forgotten. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so unnecessary and shit. I hated every bit. But the, the annoying thing but is, is that she's actually a really good Lara. Oh, okay. But she the movie has nothing to do with it. She's kind of, she just looks yeah. bored half of the time. And you kind of get, there's so much set up for other things that just doesn't happen that you kind of go, they've clearly decided there's going to be a sequel and there's going to be, this is going to happen in the sequel, so we better set it up. And, and I think some of that is, I mean, it's not entirely the Marvel Universe's fault, but there is a lot of that going on in But they clearly go, right, we're going to have a franchise now. And if we're going to have a franchise, we need to drop little things in the first film that will set up the next film, the next film. And you go, no, you, you don't. Just kind of, if there's a sequel, yeah. then make it a completely separate sequel. Just I'm kind of do the Bond route of have, you know, the sequels are a continuation of the story, but they are a completely independent story. They don't have to be a continuation of the previous ones. And I'm kind of, I've not seen uh, Infinity War yet. And I don't know when I will, because I kind of sit here and I go, I've not seen so many of the previous Marvel films, and it just feels like if you haven't seen them, I have no confidence that I will go in and kind of go, I know what's going on. I'll kind of sit there and kind of go, I know who these characters are, but I don't know what the fuck they're doing or why they're doing it. Or... And that kind of annoys me, because I suspect I'll love it, but mm. then I'll kind of be going, I need, I... do I need to go and see? Do I need to sit there and kind of binge watch? 12 other films before I have a fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm i trying to... Because I've only seen the film once and I've slept since then. Um, I don't necessarily think it... It depends which films you've seen. I think the bigger problem... I don't think you'll miss anything in terms of important bits of information because the movie... Infinity War mm-hmm. gives you enough that you can glean a lot of stuff without having seen every previous movie. I think the problem would be is you might not be invested yeah. in those characters. Because there's, there's so many of them in it. One way or the other. Yeah, there's so many characters that if you haven't got them. that grounding in who they are. Yeah. yeah. Which kind of makes me... Yeah, I do wonder what people are... If they are not... You know, if they haven't read any comics and stuff, and if they haven't seen the films, and you go and see it, and you're, you might know who Hulk is, you might know who Iron Man, Captain America, and stuff, you know, you'll have a vague idea of who they are. In the same way that you could go and see... Uh, Justice League and kind of you know who Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman are you kind of have a vague idea of them but if you've then got most people aren't going to know who Black Panther is and they the the guys of the galaxy they're going to have no fucking clue and if you don't know who they are and you're meant to have some kind of relationship with them on film but there's no time for them to do that because so many characters you kind of go well is it is it cutting out a very large part of your audience because you are so invested in building on your previous films. And I'm, I'm saying this as someone who hasn't seen it, so it's kind of, you know, <laughs> it's kind of, I could be completely wrong. And the way that people react to it have been, <laughs> and not just within the nerd community, but kind of, you know, the wider reviews have all been really positive. And I think if it was such a major problem, I think someone would have brought it up by now. But it's, I kind of hope would... I, I probably think one of the, one of the, 
I was going to say, one, one of the reasons I don't think it's, it's been a major problem because I think all of these people have seen mm-hmm. all of the previous films. I think that's probably part of it. Um, I, I think, because we, we reviewed it, and one of the things that we actually said was, if you hadn't seen any of the Marvel films and you went into this as a standalone yeah. film, you would struggle. Oh, yeah, because this movie doesn't waste any time on setup. No. It's like, mm-hmm. this is happening to... Which is kind of... With, with a film like, like this... Yeah, so, so I think <laughs> because it's kind know, of... I think they can get... just go straight into... They don't have to spend three hours mm-hmm. setting. Which is, I mean, that was one of the major problems with Justice League was it had to spend half the time introducing yes, four exactly. of the main characters. And you kind of go, if you're having a big team film like this, then you kind of just need to get going. You need to introduce your value, you need to go with it. And it's kind of, that's a good thing, but it also means that, yeah, if you don't have that investment already, then you're kind of going to be sitting there going, but why should I give a shit? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I, and I kind of think what Marvel have done now is kind of like they've almost got to the point where they're kind of not don't care. It's the wrong way. It doesn't matter. They make they'll make the money anyway. Mm. This train this train's left the station now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, get on it or not, you know, it, you know, if you haven't seen the films, yeah. that's on you now because this is where we are, and I think that's kind of how they're doing things. And I, the thing is, though, I think they're still pretty good with their like individual movies, though, because like for example, yeah. um, with Black Panther. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to spoil it because I know okay. you haven't seen it but there was a lady who was sat next to me and Rich who hadn't seen any of the Marvel movies she went to see it because she actually said to us she, she said I came to see mm-hmm. this because I'm a black woman and I want this film to yeah. do well yeah. I was like fair play to you like you're great um, but she, she actually d- d- the only question she had for us at the end she followed the entire movie but she mm-hmm. had one question about who one person was yeah. and it was somebody who right. pops up in the post credit scene as well so it's not even someone oh, okay. who's that important to the plot she was just mm. like I, that's, I mean that's exactly. kind of the problem that I had with Spider-Man <laughs> <laughs> and she followed everything else because Spider-Man was mostly a brilliant yeah. film but kind of it opens with the assumption that you know what's happened in Civil War which I kind of vaguely did because of you know following yeah. sort of comics websites and stuff but I've not seen it so I didn't know any of the setup for a minute and then all the stuff with Tony felt just a bit, here's your Avengers moments now. And it just felt like it was stuck in. Whereas if they'd taken all of that out, so that, you know, you could have still kept that it was after the, um, sort of set after the first Avengers film and then, you know, they were um, salvaging the alien stuff. Like that. that all would have been fine. But I kind of felt like it was a bit, yeah, there was a huge assumption that you already knew a major part of the story not just, you know, Spider-Man got his powers from being bitten by a spider, because you can kind of almost go on that assumption. You know, with something like Spider-Man, you can kind of assume that people know at least the vague setup. But it assumes you knew everything that happened in Civil War. And if you didn't, you were kind of left a bit... I mean, the first, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, I was just kind of going, I don't actually understand what's going on, and this is me as a comics nerd doesn't understand what's going on. And Dylan was sat next to me and he kept asking what was going on. It was about halfway through the film, I think, he really kind of got into it and really enjoyed it. And it was at that point where Spider-Man was being Spider-Man. And it was, you know, it was his own film rather than a continuation of a previous film. Yeah. I I mean, I I think it felt to me like... um... I mean, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed Homecoming, um, but I think it felt to me like it was Marvel's way of saying, 
yeah. like Spider-Man's now in our universe and the way you know it's like yeah. the way to prove that it's like we're sticking loads of Civil War references but also we, we'll, we'll stick Iron Man in there and the thing is what, my biggest sort of issue with that film was that personally and it's probably an unpopular opinion it, it if you'd taken um, yeah, Tony Stark, maybe I would have liked that film more. <laughs> that's just... Because no. yeah. it, it, it did... No, you could, it, I mean, you could have kept happy in it. You could have kept happy in it. And in a way, I would have almost... You could have yeah. had Pepper doing almost everything that Tony did without it taking away from the film. So, you know, it would still explain how he gets the tech and all that kind of stuff. And you could have done that maybe with... The one time that Iron Man turns up is kind of the the rescue at the ferry, and that could have just about worked. But things like the end bit with the proposal was just so. Yes. Yeah, why yeah. are you sticking in Iron Man proposing in the end of a Spider Man film? Because it just took the finale away from Peter, and it just felt like it was a very weird things. I think, yeah, like I said, it just felt like it was Marvel claiming and saying, this is our Spider-Man now. This isn't the Spider-Man that you have called. This is ours and he's one of it in our universe. It just felt a bit a bit mean-spirited to Spider-Man, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think, especially as I think they'd kind of covered it with Civil War kind of did that. It kind of showed this is Spider-Man universe. And, and I thought he was great in Civil War, you know, so much so that that's mm-hmm. what made me want to watch Spider-Man Homecoming because before that I wasn't bothered because I'd seen, it felt like I'd seen 1600 Spider-Man films. <laughs> so I was kind of, you know, I get it now. I, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I've, I've done the Spider-Man thing. I'm all good. Um, but I, I did, so which is why I came to it much later again. I watched mm-hmm. it like on, I think on Blu-ray or something like that. And I, as I said, I did. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but I thought it, it it didn't need to have no. the extra Tony Stark stuff. But mm. it's just me. I didn't mind him so much in a mentor capacity. Mm. Um, what bothered me was more stuff like um, I hated the fact that mm. Peter didn't invent his own tech. Like one of the big things about Peter yeah, he's is the that he's one of the smartest yeah. guys there is. And he's always been... Yeah, and he he's mm. designed his suit and his web shooters and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I like the homemade suit that he has. Yeah. But it always bothered me a little bit that, that they took the development of the suit into something more. Yeah, I mean, it's only really just upgraded what yeah. he already got. He just fell in his lap, but yeah. they needed him to I mean, have if that upgraded really quickly. Peter already got, then it would have worked. And that, you know, then that, yeah. it, I think the story would have worked in that same way. But kind of by making it, everything was Tony. It just, yeah, it took something. You didn't see Peter as the genius that he's supposed to be. It was all just then became about Tony Stark. Yeah. 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 Which is odd because they, they went down the route of sending yeah. like the school for like super mega gear. And they never showed him being that. Because um, I know that's one of the things that somebody, me, yeah, some, someone had a, me and a, a chap had a little bit of a to-do last weekend about this movie because I, I absolutely adored it. And he said it was crap, but the only reason he gave was uh, he'd said that uh, he didn't like the fact that Flash Thompson was a genius now. It didn't make sense. And I was like, well, it, no, you're right. It doesn't make sense, but it doesn't ruin the movie because yeah. either way, Flash is shit. Like, no one likes Flash Thompson yeah. in any... Ever like? <laughs> yeah, it's not really the you know. It's yeah. not the be all and end all of the fucking movie, mate. Yeah. Come on. Man. <laughs> not called Flash Thompson Homecoming. Is it? Yeah, exactly. For good reason. Exactly. 
<laughs> but anyway, I thought that movie oh, was, he was great. Michael Keaton is the best. I, I tell you what, um, that's yeah, mm. that that scene in the car mm. where he's kind of. Um, He's talking to him and then he realises that he's, he's Spider-Man and mm. stuff. And he just sort of says to him, you know, you yeah. got a choice, get out yeah. of the car, live your life, you know. Yeah. If you mess with me... I'll fuck you up. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll fucking... I'll fuck you. It's the fact that there's no, like... There's no villain, yeah. like, one line. It's just like, I'll fucking yeah. kill you. Yeah, and the thing is, he's saying this to <laughs> yeah. what is essentially like a 16-year-old boy yeah. or however old he's supposed to be at yeah. that stage. He's, like, literally just turning around to a child and yeah. saying... I will do you a murder. I see, I love that. Oh, I love that relationship, and it's kind of very, very heavily by not having, <laughs> by having his daughter played by a mixed race actress. It kind of they kept that reveal, and once they did the reveal, it was bloody obvious. But it was a really clever way yeah. of kind of keeping it secret. And when he opened the door, uh, when Michael Keaton opened the door at his house, Dylan, who was sat next to me, went. <gasps> And you can kind of, if you can get that reaction from a that must be six at the time, six year old, you kind of that's fantastic. It's kind of it's that simple reveal suddenly meaning so much was really but yeah, the bit in the car where I think that was the best yeah. hero villain confrontation that Marvel have done in any of their films. And I think it helped that Tom Holland and me, Michael Keaton are so good in that scene. There's there's so much that they're not saying that is going on on top of kind of the quite sort of on the surface it's quite a genial little you know father talking to his daughter's boyfriend saying you know don't mess her up but then it's so much more than that as well and I think it was really really well done that yeah and and I think the um, so that scene I thought was brilliant the other scene I thought was brilliant because um this was probably the first part of the film where you really got a sense that this is a kid. Yeah. And it's the bit where mm. he's kind of trapped under the rubble. That I actually cried at that. that yeah. That's yeah. like straight from a comic as yeah, well. Like it was, yeah, it was just... Stunning. The way he was terrified. You kind of bored yeah. it. He, he was properly... Because you, you see that... Yeah, exactly. You've seen that scene done in a lot of films in different ways, a lot of superhero films, but the way they, they framed it as well, like he was yeah. like... There was, he couldn't get out. And it was the fact that he was just so scared so scared you know and then he's got to like you know basically get your shit together um, it was uh, uh, and the music then kicks in and stuff yeah. and yeah, yeah yeah awesome that was an awesome scene definitely yeah on that note we've we've hit our time and yet again we've talked about nothing that this I, I think every year created. that I've been on this I don't think we've talked about anything uh, that I've actually done <laughs> no we Nah. No. No. It's like, hi, here's Bevis, he writes comics. What about Disney though? Like <laughs> What about Star Wars though? What about Marvel? Just get into it. It's Disney, that's, that's true. Disney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then I think, you know, Bevis does interviews and all people do is ask them yeah. about comics. Well, to be fair, first, I, was on the, I was on the first pop culture <laughs> parlour yeah. and we talked about tits almost the entire <laughs> almost the entire time. So it's <laughs> We did we did, yeah. Wow. Yeah. The uh, the very very first episode of the parlor, which was back when um, <laughs> apparently I didn't know how to do anything useful in terms of you know sound quality. Right. Um, it's it's real bad. I'm sorry, <laughs> Bevis, because it's almost unlistenable now. But um, yep. the theme tune to that episode was "Tits on the Radio" by Sis Assistance. Okay. <laughs> it's a pretty accurate description <laughs> of the show as oh, a whole. Uh, okay. <laughs> I feel I feel better now. 
Ooh. <sighs> oh, Bevis, it's always a pleasure. <laughs> My bum's gone numb. I might have to get a cushion it's in. Sign off. That's kind uh, of you know. <laughs> sorry, it's it's really painful. <laughs> Bring me the head of Spider Man. Thanks, Mike. I'm gonna just sit on Spider Man's bunce. No one will mind. No, I'm good. I've, I've put it face down after our conversation earlier. Okay. So uh, Spidey doesn't have to look directly up my buns. Um, <laughs> love you, Bevis. <laughs> oh, bless you. Um, do you want to tell people um, where they can buy your comics yeah, before God, you go? Yeah, to check. Um, I've got a big cartel... Um, <laughs> page which is I see I'm looking as if it's going to be anything other than my name so it's the advantage of my name is kind of if you want to, want to find me just google me because there's no other fucker called Bevis Musson um yeah so the big cartel and that my commission stuff is on there as well <laughs> um is Bevis Musson which is b-e-v-i-s-m-u-s-s-o-n at uh so bevis and there's the i think it's mostly just dead queens on there and i'm going to try and put on a pdf version of the previous versions as well at some point because i saw that of the of a couple of issues um and improper book stuff is Excellent. um ask chris when he comes on in a minute he'll know where they are <laughs> But I think that's it. I think most of you know, independent shops, I know um, Traveling Man in Manchester has got um, all of the improper books stuff and stuff. So there, and the, yeah, there's stuff on the website, improper books website as well. Excellent. Cool. Thank you again for coming and being your jolly splendid self. Speak soon. And, um, Bye. I will speak to you soon. Toodle See peek. Ya. Boop. Right. Oh, 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 that was a loud boop. That was a loud boop. Uh, right. So now I have to add two people to a thing. Really? Yeah. Mm. Let's, I'm assuming you click this big add button. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I know how computers work. Oh, which one is it? I think it's this <laughs> one. Okay. Let's go with that. And I'll just try and ring it and see what happens. <laughs> no, it's ringing. That's a good sign. Yeah. Stein? Hello. Sign. Hello. Oh, wait. Hello. Have we got I'm a massive echo? Hello. I'm just trying to stop your radio show from playing. Playing. Hold on. Ah. Uh, you oh, were warned. I've done it. I've done it. I've done it. Are we allowed to swear? Yeah. <laughs> are we allowed to swear someone's clearly not been listening have they the the C-bomb has already been dropped so I think you're good Um, hello hello. (laughs) me (laughs) do you know what the only thing that's me off yeah and we're in the same room so I can hear Chris in my ears and then I can hear him through the headphones like a few seconds later. I'm wondering if I should, I should go in another room and try and do it on my iPad. Should I just turn mine off and we can do it from the same computer? Yeah. yeah. That, uh, might, that might be better. This is, sorry, this is great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Solid gold. <laughs> oh, 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 hold on a second. 
<laughs> this whole show's been very inside baseball on podcasting. Okay, hold on. I'll take it. It's this, isn't it? Oh. Oh. Hello. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Is that better? Hello. Hello. Hi. Maybe. Yes. Uh, there's yeah. We, there's a there's a bit of a delay, but it doesn't seem as bad. Okay. So that's good. Great. <laughs> 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 Maybe it's it is not. Better. We can have separate separate Skypes in separate oh, rooms. Oh dear. And that might sort things out. Have you got it on your phone? Though? No, but no, you I have. don't have it. On my phone. Oh, I got it on my phone for when you were in France. <laughs> I might be able to do it. Just to read just how this goes, and if it's too annoying, then I can try and do it in another room. Yeah? You guys? <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yep. So- <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Oh, no. Yeah, no, hello, that's hello. fine. We, yeah. Hello. There's, uh, there's a bit of a lag, so... We're going to leave a little bit of a gap between when we talk so that you'll be able to fully hear our question yeah. and vice yeah. versa. That's fine. That if okay? not, I've just seen I have Skype on my phone, so I can always... I can try ringing you separately like from another room, and then me and Chris, you won't hear us talking twice. <laughs> Should I do that? Should I try that? Would that be better for you guys? It does make sense. But I think it's, I think it's Okay. No, no, I think it's okay. all right at the moment. I'm not hearing you twice. Fine. So, oh. okay, cool. <laughs> I just, I just. <laughs> so to uh, to introduce yourselves to. Oh no, here we go. <laughs> so how is it going? Oh man. Um, it's <laughs> it's certainly going. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's not. No, we're doing all right, I think. Yeah, we? I think we're doing all right. I think we could do about the the, the tech issues that we've been having, <sighs> mate. Um, <laughs> but uh, aside from that, we are doing great. We're thirteen hours in. We have raised um, over, yeah, we've raised over seven hundred quid. So yeah. I think we're Hello. doing good. Have you got thumbs? Yay! <laughs> um, so you. <laughs> I said, I do you have numbers yet? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes. Are you? Either I've just procured myself a Spider-Man cushion oh, and that I'm going to be sitting on the face of. So. <laughs> Keeping it on theme, that's good. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Awesome. Got to be on brand. I'm bad. So, um, do you guys want to... Uh... <laughs> we got an hour on this. <laughs> we'll get this question out eventually. We will. We will. We're gonna, I'm going to get... I'm gonna, no, I'm, I, I've got this down. I'm going to get the question out. So, uh, so, folks, do you want to introduce yourselves and tell the people in the cheap seats what you do? Well, Laura's eating a banana, so I'll go first. Yes, I'm Chris Wargoose. Uh, I draw uh, comics for a living, uh, obviously. Um, I draw uh, stuff for DC. I've just finished on Batgirl, and I do the Porcelain series for Improper Books. Yeah. Yeah, good. 
<laughs> Stop eating your banana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Laurie Kinder, aka Trindles, <laughs> and um, I also work with Improper Books, illustrating um, comics and other books, and I also do other bits of Bob's, mainly promoting reading um, and just general arty, reedy, booky artwork for fun. Yeah. Is that good enough? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that was good enough. I'm okay. just very <laughs> Which I can't judge anybody oh, for because we've just been eating see, pizza. It's so. we, we haven't eaten. I have. Well, we haven't eaten in hours. It's fine. Just don't, don't eat a banana while you're on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we only got home like six minutes ago, and um, Laura's so. on a bit of a high. Uh, it's the first bit of motorway driving oh, she's done. No one oh, died. No one died. No one died. <laughs> but, uh, we just broke. <laughs> Back that from is always a bonus. A friend's place in Leicester, which is about two two hours away, so it's like a big milestone for Laura because it went. Because so I'm good. terrified of driving. I only just passed my test in January, and because we work from home, I don't have to do much driving, so I haven't really got used to it yet. Um, and I'm terrified of the motorway, specifically slip, slip roads and stuff. So um, I was terrified. I was so tense, but so now I'm buzzing because I did it and nothing went wrong. Well done. <laughs> I, no, that, that is actually genuinely impressive because I have never learnt to drive just because of sheer yeah. fear of driving anywhere ever. I um, I had one lesson and I got into the seat of the car and she was like, do you want to start the car? I was like, I know, no. I'm the same. I, was, <laughs> yeah, I really don't really It took me a really long time. So I started learning to drive uh, about 10 years ago and I just hated it. It just made me really nervous and I just stopped and then it's taken me 10 years to learn again. And uh, yeah, I've only just done it. I started last summer and I passed first time, it was a fluke, I think, in January. But yeah, I'm sort of not, don't really drive that much. I only, only need to drive like once a week in like a not a very busy time just for like 10 minutes to the shop or whatever. So if I ever have to drive at rush hour or places I don't know, I just have a massive freak out. But it's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm just feeling a bit um, pumped now. So you're having a banana. Having a, like a celebrity, <laughs> celebratory banana. <laughs> That's how I roll. <laughs> um, I, I, I can't drive either. I um, But I did... Uh, I won't tell the full story because that might put people off driving. But I, uh, yeah, I did um, a load of driving lessons and then went for a driving test, which I failed. Um, and I, um, what happened during the dri- driving test? I, I oh, really? Legally or just in your own head? <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. Yeah, for legal reasons, I'm not allowed to get <laughs> like, in, the, in the driver's ear. <laughs> 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 it's that kind of. No, and to be fair, this. I, Go on. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, fucking delay. Yeah, I was, yeah. This this delay. Um, I was gonna say uh, I was um, 
I was 18 at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I supposed to be... Am I telling this story? Then? If you want to. No. I, I, it's, I, you, it's your mouth. <laughs> someone's, someone's getting there, isn't it? Um, uh, yeah, I um, nearly had a head-on collision. Jesus. Um, that is quite impressive. Yeah. I, and what was even more impressive is that I was on the way... I, I was on the way oh, back to the uh, test centre. Mm. So I'd, I'd done everything... Yeah, I done I done the three point turn, done the emergency stop, did the um, reverse around the corner type thing, did all of that, and I was on the way back. So yeah, then I actually froze at the wheel, and the um, the driving instructor, the, the test whatever, the examiner had to slam on the dual brakes, and we sort of skidded into the middle of the road because I'd throw, I'd frozen at the wheel. And even when I even when you got out to talk to the other person, I was yeah. just I was just sitting there holding the wheel. <laughs> oh bless you! That's what I was like before I even started the yeah. car. Yeah, and he still and that fella still <laughs> asked me highway code questions. I'm like, I'm fairly, I'm fairly confident that I've. I just almost died. Yeah, I'm fairly confident that I failed. I don't think I'm going to need to get you know one out of three. I have a couple what questions you, to know that I failed the driving test. Did you just freeze out of nowhere? Bless you. Yeah. Um, well, because I was learning to drive in London, and there's a lot, you know, certainly around where I lived, anyway, it's, there was a lot. There's a lot of streets where only one car could get down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those ones where I was supposed to move in a little bit so the other car could then come past, and I'd never done anything, like, and I just completely froze and panicked, and suddenly saw this car coming towards me and didn't know what to do, oh. and just completely lost it. And for quite a while afterwards, I, I still got freaked out sitting yeah. in the front of a car. Um, I mean, I'm fine now, um, except for <laughs> the car with Dave. That's a whole different story. Um, and uh, that it, Dave, Dave's nearly killed us on multiple occasions in the car. Uh, I remember one time we were, we were driving. I mean, he's always had shitty cars, which is the problem. But I remember one time we were going somewhere and it was um, really icy and um, they'd blocked off the roads and we'd gone up that road and his car stalled and the car was sliding, we were sliding back down this hill. It was up near Alexandra Palace, and we were sliding back down this hill to, like, a main road, oh and Dave God. was trying to start the car. It was like something <laughs> at the end of, like, an Indiana Jones film where you then cut to black, and it's like, Woolbury and Dave survived the jaws of death. Find out next week, folks. It was it was like that. I was like, Dave, don't you want you start the engine? I'm, I'm trying, mate. I'm trying, I'm trying. It was all... <laughs> and we were just slowly sliding back to our death. Oh, you so, can't... Yeah. Like, the more you panic about it, the more you can't... Get the car going. Like if I stall now, I just then everything falls apart. I just stall over, and I don't really have a problem with stalling. But if I do like stall for some reason, then I just stall all the time until I get home, and it just gets it spirals out of control because I get more and more in a flap, and then it all just goes wrong. So if I was sliding down an icy road backwards into a <laughs> into a main road, I think I would never get the car started. I think I would just die at the side door. I'd be like, bye. To be fair, I did. I I did consider. To, I mean, to give you to give you an idea. I mean, Dave's car was like a, a shittier version of the Millennium Falcon because, like, he's you know, like they say in Star Wars, I oh, was you know, look at that piece of junk. It's actually quite a cool ship. It was actually Dave's car was like, look at that piece of shit. Yeah, actually was. Dave, if you're listening, I love you, man. But like, um, his his uh his fuel gauge didn't work on the car. So he never knew. We never knew how much fuel he had in the car, and um, I, I never. 
It is. That, that's kind of, yeah, that's one <laughs> word for it in horror. There's another word for it. There's actually lots of words for it. None of them nice. Oh, I'm glad it's just me. Uh, but we're not going to do this. We've been doing this... I, I was going to say, um, we're, we're not going to do this because the last couple of interviews, we've barely asked any kind of like pertinent like questions. Like actual interview questions. Um, so I'm going to... I'm, I'm gonna okay. Start. Okay, so I'm going to start. I'm going to start. Okay. So my first question is that, um, well, it's a statement to begin with to say, I've, I absolutely have loved the uh, Porcelain series. I think it's been um, phenomenal. Um, and, um, yeah, just just loved it. But I don't know if it's a question that is for, it's for both of you, for one of you, I'm not sure. But um, in terms of kind of, the whole kind of eve of, of improper books is a whole idea of kind of taking sort of dark sort of fairy tales and stuff. Um, where, well, where did that to do dark fairy from? tales and stuff? Um, it's just kind of like we're all kind of interested in that sort of genre, really. And it's we just, I think, if we're going to tell stories, it tends to be the medium that we sort of aim stories to be told through. I think. Laura's shaking her head. No, I'm not. That's not what I see. It's like, what the fuck are you on about? We're like, I'm just naturally judgmental. I'm just looking at you normally, but. Scorn. Rest in judgment. Like, from my point of view, it's just, that's just what me and Laura and Ben and Matt are just, they're the sort of story, and Bevis as well. We sort of it's just the just, stuff we like to read, so yeah, it's naturally yeah, it's the stuff that we what want we're to create. In. That's yeah. kind of what brought us together, other than me and Laura, obviously. But me, Ben, and Laura, when we started it, it was kind of like we just we just met at this point, or we just kind of gelled over dark fairy tales and stuff like that. And, yeah, basically, yeah. we were um, we were all working together on a film, and we all sort of. Um, the film was set in Stratford upon Avon where Ben lives but me and Chris are in Hertfordshire so we were sort of living on set and so we spent the evenings up in the attic of the house where the film was set just chatting with Ben about books and stuff and we just yeah. realised we all kind of like that kind of thing and then Well there's no conscious decision to do it as specifically fairy tales it's kind of, if we were all into sci-fi we'd do sci-fi or if we were all into Yeah we haven't else. made ourselves do that it yeah. just kind of does really what came out of it yeah 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 next question um yeah okay um uh yeah i have to say you know <laughs> watching um what yeah because obviously i i i've kind of i met matt um sort of matt gibbs before you guys um kind of i'm not quite can't remember when i met matt to be honest and um so we've sort of followed Improper Books kind of from its beginning. Certainly on 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 Geek Syndicate, we've sort of followed you guys and reviewed your stuff and stuff like that. And it's been amazing watching sort of your journey. And certainly, whenever I turn up to a a, a sort of comic convention, um, I always see like I can barely get to your stand. Whenever I come over to say hello, it's just like a sea of people. Um, I don't know whether you hire them. I, you know, I don't know how that works, but you know, you, you always seem to be on why this is and I don't think yeah. it's because yeah. I think it's because people come to uh, coming 
get the book signed or they go to buy them and I'm always just like, do you want a sketch in that? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I start drawing it and then it takes forever to me, uh, me to do a sketch. So the queue just builds up because of that. Because <laughs> people are waiting to get a goddamn sketch off me. But, uh, uh, no, nah, yeah, I don't know. Don't ruin the illusion. Yeah. We're really yeah. popular. <laughs> no, I think, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean to to be yeah to be fair to no, be no, fair, no. you're not doing something <laughs> crazy, mate. They're so nice though. He's acting like it takes him forever. The stuff he can whack out in relatively small amount of time is pretty nice. I think they're really mm. nice. And uh, don't sell yourself short. People aren't just hanging around because you're <laughs> slow. They come because they like your book. I like your book. I just focused on my book. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Also, because we give out free stuff, I think that helps too. <laughs> <laughs> but I want, I want to say thanks to you guys at Keep Fit, though. Like you, um, <laughs> uh, recently, is Brett Harris for your website wrote the um, Ivory Tower review, and it was so so nice and got yes. it and was like full on detail. Me and Ben were just, yeah. you know, in awe, and we were so happy because you know when you get like a a review of your work and it's like spot on and takes in all the small nuances that we put into it and takes its time to review it and stuff. Just, like, that just is what we're about, is getting to people and people to read it fully and take in all the stuff that we put in. So I just want to say thanks, because you guys have always been so nice with our stuff. So thank you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, mate. That's okay. And... and... <laughs> If you if you could if you could tell Matt when you speak to him to you know the last check that he sent was a little bit oh, yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit light yeah. he'll know oh, what yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> um, so one of the things I, I I took away from certainly the um the the last volume of porcelain is that there's um there's a, there's a sequence I'm trying to be careful because I don't want to spoil it for anyone but there's a sequence in it where you've got a kind of I want to say they're like a special, like a, uh, oh, yeah. a special yeah. forces group. I think it's about five of them or something. And I remember reading it, thinking that that, yeah, that they would be ripe for like a spin-off. And um, so one of my question was: Is have you, have you ever thought about doing any kind of like offshoots from the main sort of? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, we've um, me and Ben were in France recently, just doing a little signing tour over there, and we were talking about that very thing because we've had two in mind to do since we did book two because after book one you know you, after book one it uh, into book two it skips 15 years so she's a lot older and we me and ben just absolutely fell in love with how she was as a child mm. um she was just wicked this little orphan annie type girl so, um and we were and there's a setting in book two yeah. called The Night Garden, which is like a really weird restaurant that she goes to, which is based on a book called The Night Circus. Um, and we loved that setting. And we want, like, Ben had an idea of a um, sort of having a run in with the sort of weird circus performers that are in that, um, like, in that theatre thing when she's a street urchin before she meets the uncle in the first book. So there was that one. 
Yeah, so we wanted to do a short story. Oh, we were yeah. basically wanted to go back to Rosa Street Urchin for a short story. Is that pretty cool stuff? Yeah, and then there was uh, one we wanted to do... Who was it based on? There was, a, there was one sort of for book two, and then there was a book three one that we thought of when we were in France recently, where it would be a day in the life of the two girls, um, Ari and Tori, before everything happens, just like just a day in the life of what they get up to in the, you know, that ruined city that they go and explore and stuff. Um, yeah, so we want to do stuff, and yeah. we might try and do it before the next porcelain book that we do, or at some point, because after I finish my next book at DC, I'm going to go back and do something with Ben. Um, so, yeah, we want, we want to do, like, a short story or... Oh. Just go straight into a whole new book, but we were like we, I've I'm almost to the point where like I really want to do that uh, child short story and just write it myself, but I don't think Ben would ever let me do that. <laughs> so, but I I just really I would love to do that. One. So yeah, it's definitely <laughs> on the cards to do. So yeah, lovely. Oh, excellent! That's good to know. Um. So kind of following on from that, um, in terms of... Now, I don't like to sort of... When people sort of talk about adaptations, it's almost like saying the comic isn't good enough, so we need to have an adaptation. But for me, it's kind of more exposing yeah. people to the yeah. story in a different medium. Because, you know, some people are... Yeah. You know, some people are never going to pick up a comic, you know. So um, if you had to choose, what other mediums would you like uh, to see? I, I'd, I mean, I'd love to see a film of it, um, definitely. Um but where, like whether that's live action or not, I've got like two sort of types. I'd love to see a, definitely a live action film of it. I think that'd be wicked. Um, but also, uh, I've always thought if like mm. one type of film that I'd like to see it in is the sort of Laker um, animation. You know, we do like Coraline and Paranorman and they did Kubo and the two strings. Yeah, I'd love oh, to see yeah. a version like that. That'd be so good um so good. but yeah i don't i i don't know any anything <laughs> i'd love to see those characters come to life off the page that'd be cool <laughs> yeah i've always i've kind of thought given the, the scope of, given the scope of it i've always thought it would make whether that's again mm. whether it's animated whether it's live action I've always thought it'd make for a great, oh yeah um, yeah that'd TV be cool series. yeah yeah see it like giving it the time like time to breathe and uh, yeah 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 definitely cool <laughs> um so uh, I feel like over to Laura now so Laura, <laughs> put, your, put, put your banana down if you're still eating it that's banana. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> mind. Um, so, uh, so now, sort of, you know, now in proper books, you know, you guys, you guys are established now, you know. Um, so, looking looking back, is there anything if you could change, is there anything you wish you could have done differently? Um, now that you've got the knowledge that you have now. Yeah, uh, that's hard to say, really. It's because um, my first book with. Improper Books, Nightpost. Um, that was like the first comic I've ever done. I'd never even done just like a three-panel 
thing for fun. I hadn't done anything. I didn't know anything about comics really. Um, so when I look at that, I find I now see all the things that I would want to change. But um, I don't know whether I would actually want to go back and change my book now because it, I, I don't know, you just kind of learn from those things and then you take that with you into your next thing. It's interesting to see progression, I think. Um, but um, there's loads, there's, the way I work now is entirely different to the process I used when I made that book. So um, that would probably be the main thing that I would change is basically just <clears throat> taking with me the knowledge I have now about process and actually making, creating the artwork because this, a lot of the stuff I did back then was just so laborious. It was really time-consuming stuff that I just didn't realise there were quicker ways for me to do particular things and stuff like that. Plus, I just hadn't... Um, me and Chris had just come out of our art, art degree. We did a fine art degree. Um, and um, although that's what I wanted to do when I went into it, um, like drawing and painting is what I'd always done that they weren't very encouraging of drawing and painting on our degree um, mm. so I hadn't really done any drawing properly for <clears throat> three, year, three years so um, when I look at that book I, I, to me I just see all the faults in my artwork so that's probably the only thing I'd change but then you get to do new books take the knowledge with you so yeah that make sense? That does. That does make sense. Um, it's a, this is a bit of a strange question, but I, it's because I just was looking um, today on Comixology, I decided to do a bit of search. And I, I could have completely missed um, No, they're not on Comixology. No. They're on a different um, digital reader. They're not currently on Comixology Amazon. because of... Um, yeah, it's it's on the um, what's it called? The this is where my games comes in handy. Yeah, that's so good. Fountain <laughs> of knowledge. But it's not currently on Comicsology. I think <laughs> we were looking into that, but it sort of clashes with our current Amazon um something agreement we've got with someone else. Does that make sense? Um, but we would like to. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But you can get them digitally. On a different platform. <laughs> I think, I think when I was, I think when I was looking today, I think you can get them on on Google yeah. Google Play Books. And I there was an, there was another kind of reader that we had it on, but not currently on Comicsology. No. Is it sequential? Sequential That's app, it. yeah. The sequential app. Clearly, oh, okay. Sequential. Yeah. Yes. And then there's like free digital free all of it. So uh, how do you how do you find Yeah. I, I was gonna say how how do you find the the digital scene? Like the fact that there's so many different ways you can put your digital comics out. Do you think we need to have one avenue or do you think that the multiple avenues um, works well for you? To be honest, we've always focused way more on supporting shops. And like our print side of things, um, like I think probably having multiple outlets is good, so long as they're not clashing with each other like ours are. <laughs> like if you can mm -hmm. access everything, that's I mean, probably. I think, all right. 
be more simple if you were just on if everyone was just on one, I guess, because yeah, like, then you the, wouldn't have say, a situation like we yeah. have right now where you're saying I couldn't find you on Comptology. Yeah, I, um, I think it would be better, but I guess some places do cheaper than others, and different publishers get another one. I I understand why I it happens, but I think it would be better if everyone was on Comixology because then everyone's there. I guess. You mean all, all on one platform? Yeah. Not necessarily comics mentioned. Yeah. Other digital comics reading <laughs> things are available. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, I don't know. Hello, I, f- I feel what like I should talk say? because I haven't for for a while. Um, I'm going through my first tiredness slump, oh, so I'm just I'm, I'm just apologising that I've been real quiet. Um, I can't stop yawning. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I will ask an actual question. <laughs> um, so, what can we expect from uh, Improper Books in the uh, not? Um, there's new Mulk coming out. Mm. Um, is that the final one? I think I think that's the final one. Um, I'm working on a comic at the moment, which should be out later this year. Heartburn. Yeah. And Beautiful. If you know Laura's work from Night Post, like almost kind of forget what she did with that, and just like she's leveled up so much recently, it's just crazy. I can't wait for her to finish the new one because people need to see her new oh, work. Is uh, genuinely, I, I'm not bullshitting. Laura's work is on, on the level now. Um, she's gonna. She's just dying right she's, next to me now. But, like, but genuinely, like the new stuff is gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's 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 one of those. Um, I worked on it quite a long time. I sort of kind of worked on it and then gone away from it and then gone back to it again and then gone away from it and then I'm on the come back to it again now and on the final leg because mm. um, it was quite difficult for me because I. I kind of I wrote it because um, I wanted to. I basically did it just as a little experiment for myself. It was meant to be just something really small and simple and short that I would just put out digitally, maybe. Um, but then I was chatting to Ben about it one night for dinner, and he liked the idea and um, suggested we put it out through Improper. Um, so then suddenly it like became a thing. I, I suddenly became aware that it was going to be like an actual thing. People would probably look at it. Um, <laughs> some people might. I don't know. Well, you, know. you originally did it as a text message story that you oh, yeah. sent to me. It's sort of it nothing was... like that anymore, but it's sort of based on a text message story I wrote for Chris when he was away. Once when we first started going out, probably like 10 years ago, mm. and we were away from each other, and every night I made up another instalment of this story that I was just making up as I went along in text form before the days in WhatsApp. Mm. Um, so it was kind of based on that. Um, but then, um, so I wrote it and kind of like just planned the whole thing out visually, but then I didn't really like any of my dialogue or anything like that. I thought it was crap. So, um, and I missed collaborating. I I realized that I don't really work as well when it's just me doing everything on my own. I like to be able to discuss things and bounce ideas about and that's one of the things I loved so much about working on Night Post with Ben was because we were so collaborative and sort of discussed everything and 
um, I would throw ideas in and it would change bits around and he would draw bits based, he would write bits based on things I want to draw and vice versa. So um, I said, asked Ben if he would be up for writing the dialogue and the narration sort of over the top of my visual story that I'd already written, which was really interesting for us because we haven't really done anything that way around before. We always kind of do script then art, even if the artist is sort of involved in the script stage. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been really interesting. So I'm just kind of um, finishing that off at the moment. And then me and Ben have got, we're definitely going to do something next year. Um, and I think it's not going to be porcelain. It's going to be a whole different thing that we've had. Oh, yeah, it's we've good. Had, like we've this. had an idea that we've been, like, playing around with for, like, since we started porcelain. We just decided we need to have like a little break from porcelain before we do any more. So we're going to do a little, like it'll be a full, it'll be like a graphic novel, but it um, it'll just be like one book, like one story, and then we'll probably go back to porcelain again. So yeah, so there's more stuff on its way. Because I have to say, the way porcelain ended, I was I was a bit uh, I was a bit concerned that we weren't going to get the war. I think Ben did that yeah. intentionally. Uh, yeah, I was like that as well, like as the other started. But yeah, there's definitely going to be more. We want to try and do. He's like yeah. two books at least. Yeah, Ben's got an outline for two more because we sort of want to see her through to old age. So there's definitely definitely more stuff. So. Um, oh, okay. And Ben really likes the idea of. I mean, we both do. Like, we really want to, like, sort of an old. Uh, he always says that the um, ladies of a certain age sort of disappear from comics when they get sort of too old. So, or like that sort of. I don't know. They get a lot older and. As Ben say, there's not enough old women in comics. That's it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. So we want to. Yeah. And just imagine her <laughs> going through, you know, even more terrible times, <laughs> but like hopefully redeeming herself. I think Ben wants to see her sort of come back from all of the terrible stuff and make something good out of her life, if that makes Plus sense. Plus it's just interesting, isn't it, to see a character all the way from a child mm. all the way into her old age. That yeah. would just be yeah. interesting in general. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... um. That's on the cards. Did Did you ever think when you any any time when you were writing the the porcelain volumes that you thought you know you'd read a sort of uh, a script where you thought that seems a bit far? I think maybe we've well, as in too big an idea or too far like um... no. So. <laughs> Too far as in, um, I guess, I guess the darkness. Like some of the stuff that happens to her, and some of the stuff she does. I, I, I didn't think it could get any darker than volume. Sort of the, the stuff that happens towards the end of volume two, and then the red volume yeah. three. Yeah, I, like, I, oh, okay. I, I don't think Ben <laughs> goes too far. I don't think he's like sort of crossed level of going too far, and we never go too graphic or anything. It's just, I guess, I guess, I see what you mean because even the uh, the flatterer um, Alexa said like can we have some happiness in the next book or something like that uh, um, uh, 
Yeah, I don't think he goes too far. I think he goes as far as he needs to and pushes her to the boundaries. And she kind of has to go through some stuff to overcome it or just show how, like, strong, you know, like how powerful she is and how far she's willing to go to make things right in her mind. I don't know. I don't. I never. I, I never thought. Oh my god, he's gone too far. In fact, he's always Ben's always managed to pleasantly surprise me with stuff. Like I thought, um, a different character would die in book three than actually did. And but like you know, it's porcelain. If you've read any of the porcelain, yeah. you, you know that somebody's <laughs> going to die out of at some point. Ben's not afraid of doing that. So. Uh, yeah, I don't. I I don't yeah. think he's ever gone too far, or we've gone too far, and we never go too far with the graphicness of it. I think. Yeah, no. I've never really like felt mm. like it's dark, but I don't, I don't read it and feel disturbed by it or anything. Mm. Like it's not. It's not that kind of dark. Yeah, I don't. And I don't, Plus, I mean, it's interesting yeah. that she has faults. Like when mm. she, when the character goes too far, mm. you're you you're aware that she's going too far, and she's you kind of see that she's kind of getting a bit carried away. It's not like you don't feel like the book's going too far. You feel like her as a character is going too yeah. far, and you can observe so, that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Interestingly enough, though, I'm I I was going to say I'm yeah, always on yeah. um, her side. I don't know what it is, but like. Even though she does some, she's she has to do some pretty can, dark she's stuff. Like but a, she's a flawed character. That you yeah, can she's flawed. Flaw. But like, in my point of view, I always think she's made the right decision for the situation she's in. So I always go, I always think, yeah, it's dark, but it's like she had to do that. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's great because she she's a flawed she's a, a flawed character, but you can see, um, she you can see why she's making the decisions that she makes, and I think when she does go as a reader, when you think, oh, that seems like she's going too far. There's always a character there yeah. to sort of go, you're going too far, and whether or not, a lot of the time she chooses not to listen because she believes that she's doing yeah. what she needs to do to protect her family, and it sounds like she sees stuff. That it's almost like you haven't lived the life that I've I yeah. lived. You haven't seen what I've seen, type thing. Um, and I think that's what makes her a, a really interesting character. Because even though there are times when you, she veers towards you, you think she's the bad guy. She's she's, mm. she's not the bad. You know, she's not the baddie. Yeah, she's just. Doing I think what's interesting what though is that best. if you could tell the same story from a different perspective, and she would fully just be the baddie. Oh and yeah. I think that's the whole idea: is that like every bad and every. If you saw it from their perspective, yes, yeah. they would just be doing what yeah. they have to do. They all think they're doing the right thing, don't they? In anybody, in any story, don't mm. they? Don't think that they're the baddie. Yeah. So you're just sort of you're just seeing her mm. perspective, the perspective of yeah. a baddie. But because you've followed her from the beginning, you don't really think of her that yeah. way. I think that's the what Game of Thrones does so well is it sort of shows yeah that. People who you think are villains not aren't necessarily. It's just shades of grey all over the place. Like nobody's yeah. a full up bad guy in Game of Thrones. And uh, yeah, and I think Ben treads a similar line with pretty much nearly all of the characters in Porcelain. It's kind of they're never um, just black and white. 
grey, uh, black and white baddie or goodie. There's many lots of bad decisions. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> so um one of the questions that we've been asking uh some of the comic creators that have come on is um what's your favorite comic con to attend and what's your favorite comic con oh, to visit at? um i've never been to a comic con as a visitor oh one i have i've only ever been to one comic con without oh. a table and that was new york oh yeah and that definitely was not my favourite colour. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't handle New York at all. It was just so overwhelming. <laughs> I couldn't I ran away most of the time and <laughs> found places in New York that I could sit and read and be quiet because it was I can only handle a little bit in short bursts. It's just so busy and so hot and I love New York. Yeah, but you were sat at a table while I bought you tea all day. <laughs> even, even when I left it I was walking around. I loved it. I've never been, like Laura, I've never been to <laughs> comic convention, anything like New York. Have you guys been to New York Comic Con? No, the the idea of New York Comic Con terrifies me because I am not good in, in big crowded spaces. Like, um, thought yeah, that gets not too like New York. That's not huge. So you ever played Lemmings? It was like Lemmings, <laughs> but people in costumes. It was just. <laughs> it takes like half an hour to get, oh, to, like from one side. If you wanted to go, I'm just going to pop and get a drink. Like mm. I would, I was there basically supporting Chris, and I'd be like, "Do you want to get a drink?" And I'll come back like two hours later. It takes half an hour to get to the drink shop and then you queue for like an hour for a drink and then you buy it and it takes half an hour to walk back again mm. just because there's people everywhere and it's so slow. It was amazing, but I could I kind of popped my head in a little bit, made sure Chris had things he wanted and then I just explored New York mm. by myself the rest of the time and went to the library, New York library and sat and read and walked mm. the High Line and sat and read and <laughs> found quiet yeah. spots. I think my favourite one to exhibit at is Thought Bubble yeah, because we're, because we're there as a big team and I really like that and that's good fun and then the after party is usually quite fun and all of our friends and people we like uh, people we sort of like peers and stuff like that go there. That's the only con that we go to as a complete improv for books. Yeah, and team then, like everyone together every year. Yeah, and um, Nottingham's a really good UK one as well. I really like that. That's but that's like smaller scale but it has the same spirit to it i mm. feel it's like um more about creators and art and stuff and then yeah. sort of people from that town getting to meet creators and stuff and uh they have good panels and things like that um but yeah they're my favorite ones like my favorite ones to exhibit at yeah um, me too thought bubble separately i think if i was a, a punter i think either thought bubble or new york would be my favorite ones because yeah. they're so they're so different as well. They're both is very busy, but New York's just like a film version of what a comic con is. It's just like over the top, and there's so many people. It was mm. just absolute <laughs> pandemonium all the time, and it just only seemed to get busier and busier. And it was just nuts. But it like the cosplay was amazing. That people were so friendly, and then you have New York, which is just like. Just spite, like I understood why Spider Man is set in New York because I was like, this is just the best city, like looking city I've ever been in. 
smelled horrible, <laughs> but it was like it was every. You know, have you guys been to New York at all? <laughs> or, like just in general. Um, I've I've been to New York um twice. I actually went to um oh. I went to I went to New York for my honeymoon um about mm. which was four four years ago. Um, and the first time I went to New York, I I think both times I it, there were parts of it I enjoyed and there were parts of it I really right. did not like. That's probably the best way to put it. Mm. Um. And I probably, after the second time, I, I probably wouldn't be in a rush to go back. And I, I remember um, <laughs> we w- we'd gone out for uh, breakfast. This was on our honeymoon. <clears throat> we'd gone out for breakfast. And um, we, I can't think we were staying now. I want to say it was the best <laughs> part. But I can't, upper, whatever. Upper Manhattan, I, I don't know. Upper, upper somewhere. Upper fancy town. Yeah, upper fancy town is where we were staying because we'd, we'd stayed, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd stayed in a nice hotel or whatever because that was a kind of a wedding present from Sue's uncle or whatever. And we were in this um, sort of cafe type place. And I remember um, it's important to note for this story that I'm I'm black and Sue's white. And we were in this sort of restaurant place. And... Uh, I remember hearing this woman, very snooty woman, literally saying, and she was almost sitting as close to me as Stace was, but behind a little bit further on, saying to one of the ways, I didn't, know, I didn't know they served black people in here. Oh, oh, holy oh what? God. Yeah. Did you go back in yeah. time? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember... <laughs> 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 Uh, Drive there and glory. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Yeah, yeah. It, no, there there are some days where I do feel like I travelled back in time. To be fair, but um, no, yeah. And I I didn't tell Sue until like we'd got back to like our hotel and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Is that because she'd have kicked off? <laughs> she would. Yeah, she would. She would. Have yeah, I would have too. Whereas, whereas for me, it's like, oh, for me, it's like a Tuesday. <laughs> so yeah, that kind of put a bit of a dampener on things. And, and there was, there was little, little things like that. Although to be fair, not as bad as when I went to Australia, but it's a whole different story. Um, Why would you go to Australia? Everything in Australia <laughs> yeah. wants to kill you. Yeah, again, it's a, it's a, we, went, we went over there to see some friends and stuff, you know, and there was a lot of stuff to like about Australia, but there's a lot of, yeah. But um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to like about New York, and I did get to meet one of my um, uh, sort of art heroes, uh, whose name now escapes me, which is really embarrassing. But he did um, he drew planetary for Warren Ellis um, uh, Cassaday. Oh John, yeah, John, John Cassaday. Um, and uh, he's kind of like one of my one of my sort of all time all time heroes because that that comic was what started Geek Syndicate because. David recommended me to read Planetary. I started reading Planetary, and then we started getting back into sort of comics, and then we started doing Geek Syndicate. So without that comic, we wouldn't have started Geek Syndicate. And um, so to get to sort of meet him, which is what I, I got to do whilst we were over there, and we were at a party with him and stuff like that, was absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff about New mm. York, but I don't think I'd want to do the comic on there because I think that sounds quite overwhelming. Yeah. I'd, I've never been to New York, and I don't think I ever will go. Um, just because my 
tolerance levels and anxiety <laughs> levels when I'm in yeah. London are yeah. nightmarish. Um, I I had to go to some training in London not long ago, and I had my first experience of the tube during rush hour, and it was a straight up panic attack nightmare. Got just people just like shoveling to get on trains. New York, and I like was London like, makes London I... seem like a little hamlet. <laughs> it's like turned up to eleven. It's mad. Mm. It's just it doesn't stop either. Like when you're at <sighs> night in London, it gets noticeably yeah. quiet. Whereas in New York, mm. at three o'clock in the morning, it's the same as twelve o'clock in the afternoon, no matter where you are. And it's just the noise of it is overwhelming as well. The like yeah. the constant beeping that everyone does for no apparent reason, <laughs> and everyone's in a rut in the street. <laughs> but I thought, you get into like a rhythm of it. I think maybe because I was by myself a lot. Like I just went walking every day. Just even just walking streets aimlessly, you can't. It is really busy, but you kind of like almost become one with the flow of the people walking and stuff and it's not as stressful as you would mm. think it is plus there's a lot of quiet places yeah. you can find like I said like I was <clears throat> it was like the first day I think at the con and I was just finding it so overwhelming and I was sat on the floor against this pillar reading while just people's feet and legs were walking past me constantly and I was like what am I doing here there's a library here I'm just <laughs> going to find the New York Public Library so I just walked and sat there and it's just silent and quiet and cool and then the, I, there's a website that's like quiet places, like a 10 best quiet spots in New York or whatever. So you, if you ever wanted to go, you could do like a tour of all the, you know, <laughs> out of the way little quiet places. There's another side to it, basically, is what I'm saying. That you can, <laughs> if, you, if you don't want to be involved in that kind of stuff, you can find your own side of it, I think. Mm. But, um, yeah, I do understand that. So mm. It's kind of. Yeah, I found it a bit overwhelming too. But only when I was at the con, the rest of it was okay. Apart from the buses, the bus was stressful. Yeah, <laughs> we stayed in um, uh, Brooklyn. No, no we no. stayed in well, New Jersey across New the Jersey. river um, because it's like 50% of the price of everything just across the river. It's one bus stop, but it was. we stayed in a really, really nice Airbnb. Got a kitchen and it was really big and i think it was like 40 pound a night or something whereas in just one stop away in new york it's like it was like 200 pounds 250 pounds a night and you get tiny little hotel rooms everything was that much because they know the cons on um so that's a tip for anyone if you're ever going if you, you could literally stay one bus ride away and it's just mega cheap you get those get bus <laughs> yeah but you got used to it the bus getting the bus <laughs> interesting <laughs> but um but where we stayed was super quiet as well and it was just like a whole, mm. it felt like a million miles away I think that really helped um with the whole overwhelmingness because at the end of the day we had somewhere to go and you were out of the town and it felt like you were away from all of that mm. it was nice wasn't it no traffic noise or anything yeah um yeah, it was good. I can't remember what we were saying that I got completely yeah, sidetracked. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Where are we? <laughs> no, I no, because I think I, I think the question I asked was what was the fave con? What was the fave comic con? Which you which you answered. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. Like, <laughs> that graphic detail. <laughs> so uh, you, uh this 
<laughs> Barry, sorry, Barry's looking at me again like I should do something. Come on, Sarah. Like, Come on. You got this. <laughs> Come on, Stace. Come on, Stace. I, I haven't got anything in me right now. Yeah. I'm really trying to get through this slump. I'm really sorry. Ask them something. It'll help. Well, we've only, we've only got like six minutes of them left and I don't... We can have I the Jack what to ask that's going to be not too long. Six minutes from the nearest book. <laughs> <laughs> the gone. Yeah, it stays with them. <laughs> the problem with that is you might actually put me to sleep in like a really nice sort of person reading to a child kind of way and then I'll just be like... I'm okay, very okay sure. right, here's a quick question. Go on. Whose idea was it to, to name in proper books? It actually comes from a quote that Neil Gaiman said about comics. Um, it was about... Why are you looking at oh, that? I'm try, no, I'm trying to think. My, oh, that's my thinking well, face. Basically... <laughs> basically <laughs> He's searched long and hard for this quote and can't find it. He may have just completely made it up or imagined it or dreamt it or something. But he remembers reading an interview with Neil Gaiman about comics and the fact that um, Gaiman creates comics and novels. And um, I think the interviewer said something to him like um, about him doing comics and proper books as well. And he said, well, if comics are improper books, then I would, I'm really happy to create improper books or something like that. So we called it improper books after. Hmm. <clears throat> there you go. Next question. Oh, <laughs> oh. That's actually kind of lovely. It is. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> that was supposed to last at least four minutes. Uh, give us oh, a quick question. <clears throat> Um, well, actually, no, because we are near the end. We, yeah, we are near the end of our time. So um, the question I'm going to ask is, where can people find out more about Improper Books and about... Yeah, we've got improperbooks.com. Um, so everything's on there, really. It's got diamond codes. If you want to order any of our books from a local comic book shop, if they don't have it already. Um, and it's got links to all of our like individual websites and stuff like that. Um, so that's probably the best place to go in properbooks.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, got all of our. Yeah, there's all links to us. I'm, yeah, there's uh... also like um, free um, digital previews of all our books on there as well, so you can read the beginning parts and all the more. Mm. Um, I'm Mr. Rictus on Twitter uh, at uh, at Mr. Rictus, which is M R R R I K T U S. Fucking go. I always fuck that up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's a link wow. to get on the important book website. Best yeah. not to make Chris spell things at 11 o'clock in yeah. the evening. Yeah, yeah. Or anytime, really. Anytime. Just spell Oh, yeah, anytime. Good job you're good at drawing. I can draw my name pretty well. <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> I took a bite of banana <laughs> Um... Longest banana eating ever. It's just one big banana. It's just it's one Laura long one. The You've <laughs> <laughs> just been working on it the whole time. It's a mutant banana. That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's not actually several bananas. Just Don't clear worry, that we're, up. We're not yeah. that <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> 
have to go out on a Friday. Like, yeah. That image <laughs> of us like eating a bun with the like lady in the trunk. Yeah. Yeah. I'm bleeding cool tomorrow. So it's always insightful. So any banana questions? I could I could I could give you some banana answers. Um like what colour is a banana? <laughs> <laughs> Do, do you know what? I, I, think, I think I think it's time we pulled a halt to this because this is too much banana shenanigans. I think it's time, you know. We're do we're trying to do something serious here. All you're doing is throwing bananas back at us. You know Are we I mean? trying to be serious? Uh, no, no, we're not really. <laughs> oh dear me. So, guys, I just want to take this uh, opportunity to say thank you so much for taking the time and coming on. Because, obviously, it is late at night, so yeah. we appreciate you taking the time. We do. Yes. We really do. Especially tired little me. <laughs> I'm going to throw a glass of water in your face. I might need to go and do a little splish punch huh? and maybe put on some lounge pants. That might yeah. be in my immediate you future. Right, okay. <laughs> you slap around the face. <laughs> yeah, lounge pants. I don't think they're in the same room. You're in the same room, yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> probably won't, a bit harsh. Probably won't go quite that. Probably won't go quite that hard. Maybe that just splash it's a bit of water. Backhand. Whacking each other. I'm going now. I just stopped talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good notes, good point. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. Good one. Yeah, good one. Good one. Yeah, mm, yeah. Good, good one, Laura. Thanks. You know what? Hit each yeah. other with a banana and you'll be fine. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay, guys. <laughs> right. we'll speak Take care. Thanks so much. Okay. <laughs> I think bananas are the one fruit I don't have. I'm sorry. <laughs> Take care. Bye. <laughs> love you both. Bye. Bye. Love, love you. Bye. <laughs> bye. bye. Right. We're oh, well. Uh, we're going to take five minutes before our next call because what you're going to do now. I'm going to go and splish splash some water on this sad old tired face. Yes. I'm going to lounge pants it up. Yeah. Maybe I'll be more comfortable. Stretch my buns a bit. Not. No, stretch my legs, okay. which will in turn affect my buns. You've got five minutes. Okay. Okay. I didn't. From like. From when? From when you said it from, before. From two minutes ago. Ah, oh, it hasn't been two minutes. So is a. Uh, Michael has has gone to bed for a couple of hours, but George is now our social media man. Ah, okay. So. I need to um, put my stuff onto charge, but I'll wait for you to come back down. Um, <clears throat> so, everyone, I'm uh, I'm here on my own now, um, like literally on my own. Uh, Stace, bless her, is uh, she's gone upstairs just to a splash of water in her face. Um, so if people could help out by just donating a little bit, you know, someone can make a donation like in the next sort of 10 minutes or so because, bless her, she's starting to flag a little bit and I think a, a little donation would really help lift her spirits, as it were. Um, we are now uh, about to hit the 14-hour mark. Um, so we're I'm going to rift for about five minutes just to give her a chance to go in the splash pit water, cha- change into lounge pants. And by lounge pants, that's trousers. That's not just her going to come down in the pair of knickers. Um, so, uh, yeah. 
So I, what can I talk about? What have I seen? Um, oh, uh, someone just sent me a message. I don't know who that was, but we'll come back to that. Um, so uh, comic-wise, I've um, I've just started reading. Uh, what have I started reading? Um, M, uh, which is uh, one of the is a James Bond spin-off, obviously with uh, M, which is done. I think this one's done by Declan. Shalvey, I think it is. I'm about halfway through it and I'm really, really enjoying it. And what's been great about doing this uh, 24-hour uh, podcast is it's I've been doing sort of research which has meant me getting hold of comics to read and stuff like that. So it's kind of really, I've really got my comic buzz back on um, through this because I think at the moment it's I find it really difficult to kind of, my, my attention span is just shot to hell. So I find it quite difficult sometimes to sit and, and read a comic and, are you Skyping me? Uh, and uh, I do find it quite difficult to sort of sit and, and read a comic and stuff. And um, now I'm kind of like really getting back into it. So that's great. I'm just trying to find that because I've been sent a couple of Skype messages, but I have no idea who sent them. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, no, not a clue. We need to wait for... Uh, oh, recent, maybe. Ah! There we go. Ah! Hello, Sarah. Um, you'll be in on a minute, just waiting for Stace to come back down. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we'll have a, a brief uh, recap of the uh, total. I'm just going to check to see where we are at. Talk amongst yourselves, peeps. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Let's go to Twitter. Do, do, do. Uh, here we go. He's keeping everyone riveted. I am. Stacey's back. Oh, oh, right. So, who's just done that? He's just done that. He's just done that. Someone donated. Yeah. Get in. Uh. So we've had, yes, we've had uh, a couple more donations. Um, we've got from Be- Bex and Eason, Time for Cakes and Ale. Oh, thank you. And uh, Jenny Kilbell. Yeah, Jenny. Um, so now, a uh, new totaliser. We yes. are at, we have just broken 80% people. Excellent. We are at. 81 percent um 812 pounds that's amazing so this is amazing guys we are, <coughs> we are nearly there we just need to get he says trying to work his maths out but he's really tired 10, 10, 12 no 19 percent yeah technically 20 percent will take us over so yeah so yeah. another 20 percent so that's like another more money <laughs> it's a hundred and Eighty-eight pounds. Uh, yes, one hundred eighty-eight pounds. <laughs> one hundred eighty-eight, one hundred eighty-nine pounds would take yes, us over. Yes, that would take us over. So um, um, that's fantastic. And I, I think when we hit, when we hit nine hundred mm-hmm. pounds, I'm, I'm putting on my Captain America onesie. <laughs> Excellent. Nine hundred pounds, Captain America onesie with photos. <laughs> Boom. Splendid. <clears throat> so. So. Feeling a bit more awake. No, not really, but okay. I'll give it a whirl. Okay. I'll give being awake a whirl. <laughs> You're going to have to give it a go for at least 30 seconds long enough for me to put my stuff onto charge. Okay, you go and do that. Uh, 
They'll still be in the same room, though. So. Barry's going to go and do that. So as an update for those uh, that are just tuning in, perhaps, if you would like to donate, you can go to justgiving.com forward slash SPCP Live 3. I keep neglecting to mention that you can actually text donate as well. So you can send us, uh, send a text that says SPCP90 and then the amount that you want to give us. So for example, a pound sign and the number five to 70070 uh, and that will come to us as well. So that would be jolly spiffing if you could be so kind as to do us a donate. Um, I'm clearly struggling. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Um, it's not boding well with me that I'm feeling so tired already because normally I don't hit this sort of level till about one in the morning. So I'm frightened now, guys. There's genuine fear that I might not make it through. <laughs> you can do so, it, You can do it. I hope so. I hope so. And I want to. And if I do fall asleep, I'm going to make sure I do it in this chair so at least I'm here. Right. <laughs> Great, that makes me feel a lot better. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> it doesn't really. I'm going to shut the curtain. Oh, okay. You might want to turn the TV off too, because I keep getting distracted by the reflection of the TV in the window. And no one's in there watching it, so I don't know what it's on for. Yes. There's a lot of pizza left over in this kitchen that I'm sure will get eaten <laughs> later tonight, probably. Um... Oh, the curtains are really difficult. You have to get right up the top. <laughs> I love this. Barry's now just clambering all over my furniture. <laughs> there you go. He's got it, guys. It's fine. He knows how to operate curtains. <laughs> oh, if only this was a video cast. <laughs> you could, is that closed enough to, to be acceptable for you? <laughs> Dear, what are we like? <clears throat> so I think I stalled fairly successfully. You did. <laughs> I tell you, probably the reason I'm not saying you might want to switch is probably because you're getting heat from that side. Yeah, I probably am so actually. Do you want to sit here? Um, yeah. Get... Yeah, I could do that. I also. Um, I also think it's a little bit just because I, I didn't. I didn't have a very good night's sleep. Uh, before, so <laughs> um, I might just I might just be flagging, but we'll see how we go. It will be fine. We can't we can't refund eight hundred quid. We're not we're not going to like either way. The the British Heart <laughs> Foundation will be getting a a, a lot of money. Um, I feel like as long as one of us makes it through, no, I'm only kidding. <laughs> just put all the pressure on your shoulders. Drop that shit for a start. <laughs> Pass me my phone, please. Oh, yes, I will. What's um, this weird business? It's a uh, battery charger for my phone. Portable ah, charger. Ah, sneaky. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's good thinking, Batman. Thanks. Thanks.